What's up, fam? This is Scott Smith. Welcome back to the Time is Right podcast. We got a new episode for you. It's going to be a blast. Um, I'm in the room with a couple of special people as we go back in time to October 15th, 2022. Every time. Every time. You probably can guess who that is. Uh, he's always on the pod with me. Mr. Jared Topmont Moses is here. I could copy Jerry and paste Potter. it from a completely different episode and it would sound the same. We go back in time, baby. That's what we do. This is the time is ripe, where we go back in time to discuss dates in the ripe community. And uh, yeah, Jared is always here. He's the man behind the uh, the magic of the time is ripe podcast. Without him, none of this would happen. So thank you, Jared, for being here. You're- we appreciate you. Uh, we also got a couple other guests here. Uh, we got Mr. Esteban Nieves. Hey. Second, third, fourth, fifth, I don't know what time this is for him on the podcast, but he's been here before. He was definitely on the Good Soil episode yep. back in the Dizay, and I believe he was on the Creation Fest episode as well. Yep. Um, so welcome back, Esty, Thanks. Uh, to the pod. We're glad to have you back. Good to be here. Yeah. Thanks. You feeling good? Yeah, feeling great. I can't wait to hear what you have to say about this whole shenanigan that we're going to tell you back, uh, tell you about in just a second. Our final guest, which is also going to give away what we're talking about, uh, is Mr. Jonathan Curtis is here, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. What's going on, everybody? Round of Thanks applause. for having me. Boy, I'm breathing too loud in the mic. So. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the pod, man. Uh, Jonathan, because this is your first time here, can you give a little bit of backstory of who you are? Yeah, I'd be happy to. Um, Jonathan Curtis, I'm the site director at Carson Simpson Farm Christian Camp, where we're there to glorify God and to show uh, Jesus through Christian camping to kids. So, um, yeah, uh, yeah, that's probably that's what I could say in a little spiel there. But there you yeah, go. Yeah, keep it simple. Yes, yes, yes. Jonathan Curtis, site director, Carson Simpson Farm Christian Camp, the longest name of any organization Amen. in the history of names. Um, but we'll we'll probably call it CSF or Carson Simpson on this podcast rather than the full name, yeah. uh, just to keep things simple. But yeah, Jonathan is here because the date that we're going to be talking about is Saturday, October 15th, 2022. Uh, we did a thing called Worship Fest. It was a partnership between Ripe Creatives and Carson Simpson. It was amazing. It was mm-hmm. fantastic. And we are super excited to share with you a little bit about the story of what happened on the day. But before we get to the day of... Um, we got to share a little bit more of the context of how we got there, um, because there's a lot that led up to October 15th, 2022 happening, um, right? Like you don't just out of nowhere throw a festival. There's usually a story that leads you to getting to the point where you're throwing an actual festival. And uh, so Jonathan is here, I think in a lot of ways, obviously to share about the day, but I think we got to give people a little bit of context. Um, so in 2019, we launched Ripe Creatives. And I think it was like January 2020. Yeah, January, February 2020. I just started at uh, Carson Simpson, and you guys, okay. you and I connected. Yeah. Yeah. So we started talking before the pandemic even mm-hmm. happened about you know Ripe Creatives being partnered with Carson Simpson, 
you were a fan of some of the right music artists. Yep. Your kids love their music. You know, you thought, hey, this could be a great place for your artists from Ripe to come up and perform for our kids. You guys have chapel services in the summertime. Mm-hmm. Um, you also have these things called Peace Weeks, where you bring in kids from the city who come out and get a camping experience for the week. And you're like, it'd be great to have your artists come and perform for them. And so we started this conversation really right before the pandemic mm-hmm. about doing summer 2020, which... We had dates on the calendar. Yeah, we yeah, had dates like on the calendar, doing yeah. four or five dates. Yeah. Uh, that obviously... Did not happen. Didn't happen, no. Yeah. Uh, the world, the world <laughs> was, shut down. Yeah. The world shut Plot down. And, and a lot of times, I think when you have conversations about something and then something like a pandemic happens, it's easy to just, you know, that be the end of the conversation. Yeah. What I appreciated about Jonathan is like immediately in the fall of 2020, pandemic's still kind of roaring, but you're planning for summer 2021. Yeah. And you called me like August, September, yeah. like, hey, let's get this. We're going to do it next year. Right. We couldn't well, do it this year, but let's do it next year. And uh, it was awesome. 20, 2021 summer, uh, you know, brought out a handful of artists. Uh, yeah. Rashid St. Fleur, was, that was his first time ever performing wow. in front of people, was at Carson Simpson. Yep. So that was really special for him. Cool. Now he's doing all these big things and taking over the world. But his first time gigging was at Carson Simpson. That was first time ever? I thought it was just first time with Ripe. I think it was his first time live. That was the first time live oh, performing original yeah. music. Look yeah, at that. Crazy. Yeah. Like, I mean, other than on Instagram Live with us on yeah. Creators Lives. Right. It was his first time, like, in front of people singing original stuff. You know, obviously. Yeah, because everything else, everything else was, like, streamed and covers and things like right, that. Because yeah. he was on the Creatives live stream that we did, like, the big live stream. Yep. But that doesn't really count because it wasn't in front right. of people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that was the stuff that like motivated us to like keep the relationship going mm. too. Cause even through the pandemic, you guys were doing the bless to bless campaign and everything. And yeah. that really like was a huge testimony to what we're doing of like, hey, you're always giving back. You're always um, looking to form those relationships and let people share their gifts with the world. Right. So I think it was really it was cool. We learned a lot and we're inspired to continue to work. Yeah. 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 It was good. And we uh that first <laughs> summer, like it was pretty simple. We just brought artists out, used kind of the sound system that was in the pavilion, and it made excellent. it work as best we could. Um, but it was it was beautiful. And again, like September 2021, you're talking to me about, all right, let's do this again in 2022. Right. And uh, we even did some of the training for your staff yeah, and stuff like awesome. that, which was super cool. And um, I remember, I think it was the first summer in yeah, it was 2021. August of 21, yeah. We were, you took me on a walk around the uh, site of the campus. So it's still the first summer when Rashid is starting to gig and Abel and Rick Harmony are coming out and all this stuff. And he starts walking me around the campus because Carson Simpson is huge. I mean, can you give a context on the scale of the camp? Yeah, it's about like 85 acres um, and we use about 65 of it and like 30 of that is just open space. A lot of open space and fields and shady areas, but yeah, just a lot of flat and hills. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And there's like a bunch of pavilions around, mm-hmm. and then there's some obviously some buildings on the camp, a huge Olympic sized swimming pool. And yeah, it was like you you never treated us like, hey, I'm just booking you for a gig. Right. It was like, how can we help you guys? Mm-hmm. So you became a site for us doing a family night mm-hmm. where we had a pool party, um, talking about, you know, hey, do you guys want to do a retreat here sometime? Yeah. Just like very forward thinking in the conversation. And you took me on a walk, I remember that August, around the campgrounds. And you were just like, hey, what would it look like if we threw a festival here? Yeah. And my response was, 
Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I didn't um, actually know that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Cause, and it wasn't a matter of it wouldn't be great or the site couldn't handle it or anything like that. It was more financially. Yeah. Mm. I was like, I don't feel comfortable spending that kind of money in one day. Yeah. Um, because I know what we spend on like our creatives events on Tuesdays. And I'm like, to throw one day festival, we could do 25, 30 mm. creatives right. events. Yeah, those are so small scale, but they still cost us yeah. a decent amount and we're even getting most of it at a discount from people absolutely yeah. from you included <laughs> and that's why i think your first one was do you know what those cost right like just yeah the i was just like of, this is so it's so expensive yeah. and i was like even if i had that kind of money given to me you know somebody's like hey here's whatever fifty thousand dollars here's right. a check go throw a festival i would be like can i use this fifty thousand dollars to throw 25 other events or 10 other smaller scale events as outreaches in the city. Cause that's how I would want to spend the resources sure. personally. Um, so that was kind of my, no, wasn't like, no, we don't love you, Carson Simpson. No, this yeah. camp oh, yeah. isn't going to work for that, but more just from a fiscal yeah. responsibility stewardship. Right. And I was like, I don't really know how I feel about spending that kind of money in a yeah. day. Yeah. Well, um, we, and you had explored with us about alternative, like, Hey, you could ask a church if they want to chip in or that. And I think it took away from the original thought, which was, everybody just comes and worships together, right? Like where it's not motivated. Cause you know, as soon as everybody chips in, it's, they want to have a say. So it was right. cool to have the, yeah. you know, I think that was different than what we were thinking to be able to just have a place where everybody comes without motivation. Right? Yeah. And that was you. Yeah. And your vision for the festival was like, what would it look like to have the, the big C church of this area yeah. have a place with no pretense, no mm -hmm. ulterior motive, just worship together. Yeah. And it be a unifying space for the region, yeah, and for everybody to be invited, and yeah, it was just kind of like a brilliant, you know, concept idea. But I, you know, still from the financial end of things, I was I was kind of a little bit nervous about that. It was my wife's idea, by the way. I'm gonna take credit. <laughs> I'll be in trouble. So. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It was her idea for yeah. sure. Great idea, well. Jessica Curtis. It was your idea. Big props. Big props. And, so that that was August 2021. We yeah. we turned a corner into the spring. We're planning for 2022, and uh, I don't remember exactly what month it was. The March. It was March. Yeah. So I get a phone call or a text. I think it was a phone call yeah, from was. you, explaining some stuff that had just transpired. Why don't you share a little bit about that? <laughs> so I was in a board meeting actually, and. Uh, there had been a grant that had surfaced and it was a really quick turnaround and it was a one page grant for all you grant writers out of there that doesn't exist. So having a one page grant opportunity where a private donor decided they wanted to give a million dollars um, away to uh, camps, United Methodist camps across the country to, to um, uh, for projects that were going to have sustained sustainability, if you use it twice, right? So uh, prolonged sustainability and um, the, they didn't want capital improvement. They didn't want just, Hey, we want to fund this. It was try to come up with new ideas to make sure your program lasts a long haul. And it just kind of seemed, we toyed around with a couple different ideas of where do we go? Um, but then I think it ultimately came back to this, Hey, this could be this chance to do a worship festival. So I'd written this grant three different ways. Um, and then just ultimately came back to, Hey, we are, we would want to throw a worship festival to spread the gospel. That's our number one goal. Um, obviously, 
it will help us hopefully with with camp recruitment it might help us with staffing it might help with donations and giving but that wouldn't be the goal it would just be nice to come together and um you know just hopefully have people come to know the lord or get plugged into a church and congregation where they may not know um and again being that unifying concept um and the the, the grant team encouraged, you know, partnering with like local organizations. And so I was like, well, let me just include these right people. Cause that, Perfect. you know, they, you know, they do some cool stuff with us. Um, and, and I, and I think to be fair, uh, Scott and I talked, um, early on and, and he, he was very intentional about saying, you know, if I'm going to represent this team, this body, well, I need to be honest with you and say, it can't just be a, Hey, you're with us for now as you're getting started and stuff. I want to make sure I'm, you're protecting, your artists and your teams. Right. And I think, mm-hmm. and I really admire that about you. And I remember saying like, no, if we're going to grow, we're going to grow together. Right. Let's make this more than just a Carson Simpson looks good. Right. Like it's not about Carson Simpson. It's about the ministry of the kingdom. Right. So, yeah. um, so I think that was, cause I didn't ask you for permission. I just put you in there, which <laughs> I was like, I probably should have. <laughs> so, um, but, but I yeah, think it was, I received I was the news that. after the grant yeah. was, was received and accepted and accepted for, yeah, which we did not expect to get. I mean, we did not. And the grant, sure. the grant, uh, up their original donation from 1.1 1. 1 to 2.5 million. Cause 4.5 was asked for across the country. So That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. But like three out of the four camps in our, just our area got it. So that was wow. cool too. Yep. Um, just a testament to, you know, what God's doing in this yeah. area. Right. And it wasn't a 1.1 1. 1 million dollar grant to Carson Simpson. No, just it was so not. That you're not. completely yeah. aware of this. Yeah. It was, was, much, much smaller, a lot less zeros number than that. I was say, we could have uh, just bought the entire festival and run it for 12 that's years. Right. That's so true. Yes. Um, but yeah, it was, a, it was a situation where I, re- I just remember the phone call and I, and I was laughing like between me and the Lord because I was like, God, you are so unique that you would almost force me to do this mm. because I was so not for like, you know, spending that kind of money in one day to do a festival. I was like, I don't really, I don't feel like that's, that's where I'm at. I'd rather do these like chunk events in Philly. Cause we know the value of them. Right. And then you write us into the grant, which basically mandates that the money has to be spent in a way where we're partnering with you right. to do this event. And I was like, Oh great. This ought to be fun. And in 2022. And yeah, it has to be done by the end of the year. Yeah. Wow. And so, yeah, I'm just kind of like, well, I just got strong-armed into helping run a festival. That's right. <laughs> um, and, you know, and it was great, I, obviously. And so we we get into the summer. We're starting to plan a lot. Jared's involved in a ton of those conversations. Um, Aunt G was involved in a lot of those conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, but really what led to Jared was in the summer of 2022, before the festival, I told you right off the rip, I said, like, I probably need Sean Prez. Yep for visual stuff we're gonna need Jarrett behind the scenes with sound stuff mm-hmm. and we're gonna need Aunt G to be the like through line to make sure we're transitioning well so that it's a high standard right um i said if i if i have those three people and i have dar behind the scenes to help with some organizational stuff mm-hmm. i think it's possible but without taking care of these people like i think it's gonna be tough yeah and you didn't know who Jarrett was at that point no um but i don't we, think he knew any of us <laughs> Yeah, no, I, yeah, true. No. I only knew <laughs> some of the artists in you, but right. yeah, yeah. The right. first time, the first time we met was the uh, the family night that he came out to to like kind of oh, yeah. give the idea to everybody. Oh yeah, which right. you you had already told me about it because I think you called me like not even an hour you after you get off the phone with him, you're calling me, and 
I couldn't tell if you were excited or upset when you first brought it up. <laughs> Probably a little bit of both. A little bit of both. <laughs> I, w- I would say intimidated more than upset. Oh, yeah. You know, it's just That's like, a good this way. is yeah. a, this is a lot. And this is going to be a lot of work and a lot of planning and could be challenging. A seven month turnaround. Yeah. It wouldn't been, it yeah, wasn't a long time. Well, yeah. It was, it was very quick. You know, March to yeah. October 15th is, is real tight. Um, to, to try to put on something at that scale. But the Lord was in it from the beginning. I mean, just like, yeah, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and I remember leveraging the summer of 2022 to try to get, like, Jarrett and Aunt mm-hmm. involved with the summer dates with mm-hmm. the kids, like having Aunt come and DJ, having Jarrett come and set up sound. And even the first time you did it, like, volunteering. Yeah. Because I said to you, like, I think this is a good inroad for you to meet Jonathan and I'm hoping that if you guys get along and connect, he'll want to use you on the festival. Mm-hmm. And I remember, you know, and that was kind of a thing. You were like, yeah, I was already like down to use yeah, Jared, yeah. you. Yeah, you said do it. I was like, all right. Let's yeah. Do. So, but it was good. Like, I mean, it was obviously different. Summer 2022 was better than summer yeah. 2021. Yeah, it was a step up. From for a sure. production standpoint mm-hmm. with the, the summer dates. Absolutely. Um, because of Jared's involvement and Ant's involvement. Mm-hmm. And we also brought some more artists out and all this kind of stuff. So, just a more robust experience. If you want to be realistic, I was helping the summer before because I think every time you guys went, you're FaceTiming me asking me how to use That's their board. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's what that was. Listen. I was like, what's the DI box, Scott? I don't know what you mean. Jonathan knows nothing. Oh, no. I know very little. Yeah. SD and Jared know everything. Just helpful. helpful. But on that end. On that That's end. I mean, that, to be fair, that board was not a regular board. It was... It was just that against a wall. <laughs> it's a contained box. We just have it housed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's all okay. it is. That's all it's from it is. like 1973. <laughs> well, that may be. Yeah. <laughs> like the Who played on that. That's right. <laughs> Vintage. <laughs> Vintage classic. Yeah. The funny part was they still make that board. And I was just like, Scott, give me the name. And I just looked it up. And I was able to tell him just by looking at a picture. All right, turn that up. Turn that down. That's, right. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. That's fantastic. It was, it was very, yeah, it was fine. It, it, it was way better in 2022 than 2021. God, okay, that's the important thing. Um, but all of this, you know, it's just building this relationship. We did the family nights. We did, you know, all these mm-hmm. conversations. You came out to a ripe family night. We, you guys hosted us for another pool party mm-hmm. in t- summer 2022. Just like this relationship between ripe creatives, ripe community, and Carson Simpson is like, you know, evolved so much. Um, but all of that leads us up to, you know, like coming up to October 15th. Yeah. Um, can we just share a little bit, especially with you two, uh, Jared and Jonathan, like big things that had to get done to be ready for October 15th. What were those things? A lot. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. (laughs) Which I just want to preface. This was our best planned event that ripe has ever done. Like good soil, I wasn't able to be a part of that planning process, so I don't really know. That was our biggest event before this, but Worship Fest was the one that we had the most time to plan Mm. and that we were able to put the most time into. Because this wasn't like, oh, we had like three months. No, we did this like, what, eight months? We were Seven months we were planning this. Like the amount of time that we put into this was great with almost weekly calls or every other week calls every other week every other week at least and sometimes like there may have been points where like it was a little redundant but it was things that needed to be said 
Mm. And saying it redundantly, saying it over and over again, solidified it for Mm. all of us. And like, we didn't miss it. We were able to be like, all right, yes, we know that this is what we're using here. This is the piece that we're calling in. Like, this is what we need to get. All that sort of stuff. Yeah, and I I, I agree with that. I think... um from, especially from the production side of things, it would like if we had not had those calls, something would have got missed from a backlining perspective, 100%. right? And so it was really important to have all of those those moments where we just either are repeating because sometimes we'd say it differently and then we'd have to walk it back like, well, was it this or that, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and from a facilities perspective, I mean, it was Man. new territory, right? And there was no playbook, and it was like, yeah, you have a physical space, but. Now, you know, you're, you've got, how do you turn it into a festival? Right. How do you, (laughs) yeah, you know, where do you park people in October when the ground's soft? Right. And so we had, you know, making those relationships with the the YMCA, which was great. Um, Food trucks who knew they would be almost impossible to find, but having some really invested uh, people at our site that went out and got them. Right. So uh, that was, that was really important for us because we, we thought we weren't going to have food because it was just that hard to get it, but um, to running power, and storing it appropriately so that it's there forever, right? So, I mean, it was, yep. you know, just to hitting all the things. And then you're working with uh, an independent production team, right? And you're, you yep. know, there's you're throwing that into balance um, and and uh, trusting each other. I think it was a huge element, a huge takeaway. It was like, you just have to trust, right? You got to trust yeah. each other. So, um, which, yeah, and yeah. Jordan, Jordan Productions, Marcus Jordan, yeah, Marcus Jordan was the guy who did production uh, for Worship Fest in October. Freaking love and, Marcus. um, and that was early on too, right? That was like yeah, you, April, right? You it was said, still cold. I mean, you said, I said like, I don't think Ripe can handle right. this yet right? at this scale. We don't have the equipment. That was the biggest thing. Like we have the equipment for smaller scale stuff, but for an actual festival that's covering the size field that we were, yeah. we didn't have half of what we needed. Right. Yeah, there's no way to do it in a way that would be like... Because you want to do it right. Yeah, you had kept you know? saying we want to honor the grant. We want to be good stewards of the grant because this is... Yeah, if you, you know, want to be is, able yeah. to get it again, right? because that is a part of the grant thing, is like yeah. if you steward it well and you can prove that you stewarded it well, and right. you know this is something you might be able to get again. Right. Um, so you want to do your best with it, and you just want to be excellent before the Lord. So I called Jonathan Centeno. Shout out to Jonathan from uh, uh, In the Light. He runs a discipleship house in uh, North Philly, a very good friend of mine, and they had done festivals before mm. with One City, One Love, and you know some other things that they had had people come in town for. And so I just called Jonathan. I was like, who do you recommend? Right. I actually asked, who did sound at this thing? And he was like, this other company did, but who I recommend is actually Marcus yeah. uh, Jordan. Um, he's a great dude, believer, and does things really well. And I, I've really enjoyed working with him. That's mm-hmm. who I would call. So that's who we called. Right. It was just like on a recommendation. This yeah, guy you, does this. We had never met him. Yeah, we had no idea. We no. didn't even know the scale of his operation. Yeah. Like I just figured, you know, he probably does this from, no, this is like what this dude does. Yeah. He travels the country with teams and equipment and puts on major level stuff. Big gigs, yeah. Yeah. Like what we did was actually small. Right. Mm-hmm. For them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it was like small scale for what his production company usually does. So I could tell I was looking at their equipment. I'm like, this is scaled down. This yeah. isn't what they can do. Yeah. They can do way more than this. He's walking around like, I didn't know we had this still. Like, all right. <laughs> 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 Yo, shout out to Marcus. <laughs> Boss mode. Um, but yeah, so just like all these things had to come together. Backlining was all donated by churches, but let yeah. us borrow. Yeah. 
um, from churches or even Jarrett. Uh, I think I think stuff. the only thing we had to rent was the in ears, but even then, a church a rented church, it yeah, for us and for let us. us use it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you didn't use ST stuff. We we used his P16s. I'm talking about the the wireless ones that we oh, had for yeah. the singers yeah. and yeah. the the performers. Like we had wireless packs. And it was it wasn't cheap ones. Those were like some of the nicest that Sure itself, like that company, has to offer. Right. Mm-hmm. And we had a big old rack. That was fun to figure was, out because I'd never worked with rack. them. And I'm like, how's how do I connect that to that? <laughs> oh, that one's connected to. But what about this? One? I'm just so confused. <laughs> Jerry was no, I'm just like out. I had to lift it <laughs> onto a truck later. It was heavy. That's all I got. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> yeah. I was really glad Jared that was I didn't nerding out that. all day. <laughs> he was so excited. <laughs> It was, it was good. And SD's Church Manoa even gave us some stuff. And, Heck yeah. yeah. Um, super thankful for you guys always. Very. Um, but yeah, the, the the day of the event was really cool. Yeah. Um, and the coolest thing for me was I was worried about it being cold. I was not. Yeah, well, you're, you're a fool. Or a faith, that morning was cold, man. That morning was cold, man. I was nervous. I Friday was nervous night that was really but cold. Honestly, I like part of Friday night. I was like, oh, this is awesome in itself. When the ripes doing the sound check and it's just the glow of the work lights and stuff. It's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. We did sound checks on Friday night. They set up the stage on like Wednesday. Sound came in on Friday. Friday. Yeah, we did a custom we, electric work. That shout out to needs yeah, electrical. Yeah, it wasn't done yeah, until like they were setting up. Yo, you, wow. because he went. It was done he, in time. Well, so they can't like <laughs> shout out to needs electrical. They had their guy on the site and asked, "What do you want for to Marcus Productions?" And yeah. they're like, "Well, we want this." And so he sat there for four hours and custom rigged it all out wow. to yeah. the point where like they were taking out their cables and they saw his cables were like. Yeah, put them back in the box. They got the right ones. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, it was, it was awesome the the level of serve, service that was given. Yeah, so, it was yeah. it was amazing. Yeah. So we did sound check Friday night, and then Saturday during like and run a show was also a big planning point yeah. for oh, yeah. months. Like that was a big thing that obviously I spent a lot of time on. That was something we had to spend the most time on because like the equipment's mm-hmm. the equipment was way easier because we could just stay. All right, this is what we need. This is what we're using. This is what we have, and done. We didn't have to touch right. it again. Planning it out, like scheduling and everything was what was constantly changing. Yeah. So that's why we kept had having to have all those meetings because we kept having to kind of switch gears to yeah. make it work. And there was a real fear, I think, of it being overloaded. Yes. Like, do we have too much going on and not enough turnaround time, right? And mm-hmm. uh, I think that was a real, like, we're, we're going to wait and see and see what a, you know, it sounds yeah. like. Yeah, so. and we put margin in in different places yeah. and shortened some sets and stuff to make sure... And we ended up actually having a couple of people that were supposed to be on it that yeah. weren't on it. Right. And so it ended up working out pretty much perfectly in terms of time. But just so everybody knows, this was a five-hour festival. Mm-hmm. Um, you ha- you made a decision early on to not do evening. Correct, yeah. Um, because you didn't want uh, to have to deal with it, yeah. the insurance and yeah. lights and all that stuff. So it was a daytime festival. We had perfect weather. Yep. Perfect yes, weather. It was amazing. In mid-October, it felt like. 75. Middle so of nice. September. <laughs> yeah. It was gorgeous. And um, no rain, sun out. <laughs> yeah, I did. I got sunburned. I wasn't happy about that. I got sunburned. I don't, know about, I don't know how anybody else did it, but I did. Sorry, I was hiding under that canopy as oh, much as I could. <laughs> You're playing with the mics too long. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> I saw that sun. I was like, oh, I know what's going to happen. That's right. <laughs> Who would have thought? I, did, I don't think I got sunburned. No. But maybe I did. Um, but the, yeah, it was, it was beautiful, man. And I, your whole team, you had tons mm-hmm. of volunteers. You know, camp staff that yeah, came, came back, back for the helped. day of. Yeah. Um, and it was just, we like, we actually threw a festival. 
Yeah. It was kind of insane, you know, mm-hmm. to go from concept idea right. to getting a grant to pulling it off in seven months um, was kind of, you know, surreal of a situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just remember day of, like, everybody's moving, everybody's running. There's gators flying up and down oh, the yeah. property, dropping things off, getting people where they need to go. Yeah. You know, the hospitality tent for the artists and worship teams and all that stuff. And, you know, 12 o'clock, we, you know, we didn't fire a gun, but... Basically Thank you. had like Thank you a, for not doing that. The, the there were cops there; they wouldn't have liked it. So. Well, I guess that old guy prayed. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, do- Doctor Reverend Andrew Foster. Yes, Doctor yeah, Reverend yeah, yeah. Andrew. Foster. He did a great job. Yeah, he prayed us in, and we got moving. And then the the flow of the event was dope because mm-hmm. it was churches, worship teams, yep, ripe artists, mm-hmm. ripe poets, and the ripe worship team, like intermixed mm-hmm. throughout the day. And singer so songwriters, right? Yeah, hip hop yeah. artists, singer songwriters, poets, and the worship team all from Ripe. And then, so we were kind of like 75% of the day, maybe 80% of mm-hmm. the day was Ripe people performing yeah. um, or leading or whatever. And then, obviously, a few worship teams as well. Um, but it was just, it was just an amazing day. Yeah. Um, one of the highlights for sure for me was uh, Esteban mm-hmm. and Priscilla Nieves. Hey. hey. <laughs> there he is We've been waiting to get this man's voice in here um, SD's been a part of Ripe Worship forever um, Him and his I wife I mean actually Priscilla. not It's only been like two years Yeah, well, well, That's as long, long as, as Ripe existed. Worship Oh really? Oh I actually didn't know that So that's a I think so I mean, maybe, maybe like three weeks You, you maybe missed like a month of it Alright cool cool I don't feel that weird then <laughs> uh, You've been a part of, a, the, majority of Ripe, <laughs> the majority of Ripe Worship's gigs that they've done over the last two years, you've been there. Um, but this was a, one of the first, second times with a ripe event. Maybe third, I guess, because technically Canada, you did performance oh, yeah. stuff, you did a creatives event yeah. as well. Um, but you and Priscilla like got to do a set mm. as artists, Esteban and Priscilla Nieves. Still thinking of a name. Hopefully that'll happen soon. But you guys got to perform as a as a couple, and I just thought that that was super super dope. Um, so what did you think just like getting that opportunity and getting to do that and all that kind of stuff? Uh, yeah, I think for us it was super cool. I mean, we haven't, honestly, we haven't done music, just us two together consistently in probably like two years or something like that. So um, I think the last time before like 2022 that we did gigs consistently was like the end of 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and we kind of, only had a small plan, a small idea of actually like doing more stuff. Um, but you know, ever since being in a part of Ripe and just seeing our friends like express themselves creatively, and then um, getting to do like the the uh, Ripe Creatives event, Priscilla and I have just been like, okay, we actually like doing this. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the worship fest was just like icing on the cake for that. It was just like it was an awesome environment. Like a bunch of our friends were there. Ripe was there. Um, Actually, like Priscilla's mom and one of her grandparents came, awesome. so like awesome. it was just cool being able to be there and show off our, you know, like show our gifts and play some of our original stuff. And uh, yeah, we haven't done that in a really long time, so it was, it was cool. It was it was a good time. It, man. Yeah, oh yeah, just really killed it. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, it was super. I was just super excited because we had different transitions and things happen with the lineup with different churches, kind of having to do different time frames and all that kind of stuff and and we said like here there's like this one 20 minute slot you know what 
do we just eliminate it mm-hmm. because of how tight the schedule was, which was like was, an option. Yeah. And I just kind of really felt like, you know, I think I'm going to ask Esteban and Priscilla. And if they don't want to do it, then we'll just, we'll get rid of this extra set and that'll give us more breathing room. Um, and you said yes. And I was so thankful that you did. And it just, it just felt perfect. Mm-hmm. And you guys did something unique that nobody else did. Um, yeah, that just kind of set, set your set apart. Um, and I think it it's a testament to how diverse our team is. Yeah, for sure. To how there's so many different people with so many different skill sets and sounds, mm-hmm. just different sounds that make up what Ripe is. And it was more on full display because you and Priscilla were there mm. uh, being a part of that with us. So I, I thought it was awesome. Yeah. Um, the other artists that performed, Abel, Rick Harmony, Leah Wren, Rashid St. Fleur, uh, we kind of made Rashid like the headliner. That's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. um, in large part because of his relationship with Carson Simpson. Mm, yeah. Like we felt like it was kind of a full circle, you know, Rashid's first time ever performing. His original stuff was here. Like, you know, and it's not that say he was the headliner, but it was just the order of the mm-hmm. show. Yeah. And we wanted Rashid to kind of get that set. And I think he killed it too. Oh, yeah. 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 It meant a lot to him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you look what are you thinking about, Jared? Oh, I was just thinking about how like it wasn't even it. It was a lot of like trying to guide the flow because we were thinking mm. about the energy of the whole day. Like mm. that's why we put certain artists in certain places. Like, yeah. what is the vibe going to be at this point? All right, we need people to get more excited here. We're going to have Aaron or Rick out right then because we need something to wake everyone up and mm. get them going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it would. Yeah, I think it was. At at adding you guys was awesome because I think that was uh, it added the balance. Right, mm. I think it was. Um, I thought it was a really cool thing, you know, really did showcase what Ripe can do. It showcased so many different variety of music forms and exp- uh, art art expressions, right? Yeah. And I think we, we kept saying that of like, oh, it's just going to add such balance and depth to like everything we're trying to accomplish, right? Because, you know, I think it's hard nowadays to find like a niche and what you mm. like to listen to. You know, everybody likes everything, so. True, yeah, mm-hmm. true. Yeah. And in so Hatboro true. in particular. Absolutely. Like when we throw Who a show in Germantown. In Philadelphia, like it's pretty hip hop centric, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. and that just makes sense. But in Hatboro, where the camp is, I think it was it was a value to have a bend towards singer songwriter mm. stuff, yeah, and the way that we did. I think I think it was just perfect. Yeah, like I yeah, I just yeah. felt like God is so sovereign; He knows what He's doing. Yeah, mm-hmm. Amen. He's putting all this stuff together in the way and in the order that makes sense for what makes sense for the audience. And it was really dope having the poets there. Yeah, that was cool. I no, love that. There was a lot of love for the poets in the yeah, crowd. Yeah, it was, was impressive. There was. I was so happy the poets were there because, like, you're you're saying we had margin between all the changeovers. We didn't have much margin when because <laughs> I we, kept adding poets. Yeah, no, no, no. I was the, just saying, the yeah, poets yeah. were what helped me because yeah, they helped I transition. made sure I I made a point. And I think you you did put it into the scheduling where they got put in between big changes, yes. so I could mm-hmm. still work on stage while the poets were going, yeah. and it gave me a chance to actually get everything done. And we wouldn't be able to do the changes very well if we didn't have all that backlining and just tell everyone you have to use this. Yes. If we had had the bands bringing their own amps up, doing swaps like that, it would have taken like 30 years Mm, to actually get everything done. I told a friend of mine, the the amount of time I was like, bro, they're giving me five minute changeovers. He choked on the phone. I heard him like he was taking a drink from water. He's like, five minutes. Yeah, five well, minutes were, is they quick. Were ten. They it's, were ten with the minimum poem. fifteen at it normal. Five, five. Yeah, it was true. Five, five, it was five for artists and then like ten for a band. But like, but yeah, I think. But there was no people were excited that they did not have to bring their own stuff too. Of like, true. Oh, I just yeah, show up and play. Like, yeah, yeah. plug in and play, please. Yeah, um, <laughs> it was helpful. 
Yeah, it was it was intense. But <laughs> I I just knew from my own experience at festivals, I always felt like there's so much dead space. So That's so true. That is so true. The stage is being flipped and set up that I was like. Why don't they just have poets perform? Right. Like, why why can't spoken word artists live in this transitional time while people are getting set up on stage? Somebody gets to do a piece. Right. I I don't know. So that's always been a burden of mine. I was like, well, we're running our own festival. We're going (laughs) to do it. Let's do it. It was awesome. It was, it was, yeah. That was amazing. We're going to try this out today. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, I'm sure Greg would be like, dude, there were so many people behind me. I don't know. know." (laughs) Yeah. But, he did have a huge team behind him. Yeah. Uh, whenever he was doing that, but that's fine. Oh yeah. It was yeah. Big, it was that, a big the team. Big I remember it was the like, stage oh, up for is... you there, Greg. Sorry. There's like 400 singers at <laughs> 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 a choir. Um, no, nah, that was we awesome. Out, but no, we were out of mics. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You guys were out of mics. I think I think I would you it's know great. give the poets maybe more of a focal point. Yeah. You know, in the future, give them like their own little like moment. But I still think it's valuable to have these. You know, transitionary time where people aren't just like, okay, that set was good. Now I'm just sitting around and waiting, or now yeah. I'm getting drawn up to go up here, or go look at this, or go or do leave. this, or just leave. <laughs> yeah. Right? What? Well, right, because that's the biggest thing. People How do didn't people leave at all. No, there was yeah. a lot, and if they did, there was a lot that came back too. Like, yeah, they, yeah. like hey, I got to duck out real or quick. New people are coming. Yeah. We're competing with the Phillies in the World Series, you know. So yeah, that's fine. Oh, so yeah, we were. Yeah, or they were going to. Yeah. But yeah, we had, I mean, we had over 500 people come. At least, yeah. On the ground. Five to 600 day, people. Five to 600 day. people come to the event, which was really, really cool, especially for the first time ever doing yeah. it. And yeah. And just as a side note on that, like, I remember like two weeks prior talking to my boss, and like, she didn't want to sound nervous, but there was definitely the, that phone call where she, are, are people signing up to come? I said, <laughs> well, you know, there's like, 250, 300 people pre-registered. She lost her mind because I think she was nervous. No one was going to show up. <laughs> right? And then I'm like, yeah, we're up to 650. She's like, that's crazy, right? So yeah, it was it really just, I mean, we appreciate everybody that bought in, right? Like of saying, hey, we we, we think this event is going to be fun, right? So, and it's free. You know, what's wrong with that? Yeah, absolutely. But, Nothing wrong with that at yeah. all. Yeah, it was, it was good, man. And it, we closed out the day, you know, after Rashid, you know, Jonathan and I came up and shared mm-hmm. a little bit about this story, the story yeah. that's on the podcast of how this whole thing came to came together and the grant and God's provision and mm. you know the hope to be able to continue to to do festivals on the grounds in the future and all that kind of stuff. And then we went into the closing set of the day, which was ripe worship. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always feel like, man, I'm, I'm never trying to like push ripe worship to go gig, go gig, go gig. Like that's on them to decide. They're all worship leaders at their own churches. They're a family, a collective. But I think there's something so special whenever you guys do get an event that's kind of yours mm. yeah. as ripe worship to like, all right, this is us. Yeah. This is our thing that we get to steward. And we're not being put into a box as a booked entity to mm. do worship this way. We can design it and pick the songs and, you know, make it our own. Mm. Um, and what, it, what was that process like leading up to uh, Worship Fest for the ripe worship team? It was pretty sweet. Um, I think Josh, Josh and M, kind of had like the biggest role in like picking songs and stuff like that. But in rehearsals and stuff, it was really fun just coming together and kind of like making our own arrangements and stuff like that, changing up the songs to be more like us. Um, and I think it's always cool when we come together and do stuff because we mix like a ton of different genres. Like we do some gospel, we do some CCM. 
Um, and we, yeah, it's it's like a unique way, I think, of doing worship. And all of us come from different churches. So, like, we all bring, di- well, except for, like, Priscilla and I, you know, because we go to the same church and, like, Mike and Liv. But we all bring something different to the table. And it's just sweet to see how musically it comes together. And uh, it's just, yeah, it's fun. And it's cool to be on the same page with everybody um, spiritually as well. Um, yeah, and I think we always reach like a level of excellence that a lot of us miss when we just like are in our own churches on a, on a Sunday um, and just having like all of these leaders from different places come together. It really like, it changes the vibe and it's it's always super cool and super fun. Uh, yeah. Yep. It was awesome. It was, it was extremely powerful. Yeah. It's very hard to see a dry eye in the house, though. So. Mm. I mean, it, it, like that was there was moments of just being able to pause and reflect and watch the crowd as you guys yeah. were going, and it was just cool to see. Like you could see unity between people who go to different churches or you know have different ideas on this or that, and it didn't matter. Yeah. Just, you could see unity happening and healing happening within families, right? Mm. And just like this is a moment that they are having together, which was really cool, you know. So. Um, and a lot of the staff that that came to serve that day for us were like, we saw the Holy Spirit working in them, mm. right? Like, and so it was just such a cool. I know a lot of them after the fact were like, "What just happened? Like, what? <laughs> what was that? That was awesome, right? Like, you know." So yeah, it was just it was really powerful um, set you guys put on for sure. Amen. That was yeah. something great because that's what ripe does essentially. Like, there's no denominations in ripe. Ripe right, is a combination right. of everything, and it's just the recognition that we all love God and we're all coming together. Yeah, yeah. For that idea, and that's what Worship Fest was too. Yeah. It Absolutely. was a combination of just all peoples, all tongues coming together, just worshiping yeah. God. That's all it yeah. was. Yeah. And I think that's been like a natural marrying of the two ministries that we have right it's got, like i think uh you know because as much as we are a united methodist camp you know but camp has always been for come mm. anybody can come to camp right like and i think so that's been such a cool partnership to grow of like hey we're here for the same reason right we're here to grow the kingdom and that yep. camp has always uh one a colleague of mine i really respect was Camp is church for a lot of people, right? Mm-hmm. And it, I feel like ripe is church for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You know, wherever you guys are gathered, you know, you can feel the Holy Spirit's there, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it's been a natural marrying of those two things, right? It's just been cool. Well, it's real. It's real. It is It. It is so cool because I, I think for me personally, this has been like my whole heart has been the unity stuff mm-hmm. and bringing people together cross-culturally and cross denominationally and like advocating for unity and um when worship fest was like pitched to me as like okay this thing that we're gonna gather churches together we're gonna gather the region together right makes the most sense Mm -hmm. right because we're not an individual church's team we're a conglomeration of a lot of different places coming together and um and also tim doring Mm -hmm. to me immediately made sense. Yeah. Um, so Tim is this guy who runs this thing called Netzer Ministries, which is basically his entire life is focused on bringing churches together right. and bringing unity amongst pastors mm-hmm. and the region and getting churches all praying for the same kind of stuff um, for their region so that they can see revival and breakthrough, all that kind of stuff. And so whenever you like pitch this idea, I was like, oh, Tim needs to be the guy mm-hmm. yeah. that is the voice uh, at the end doing like the gospel call because he bleeds this stuff. Mm. Like this is his whole heart 
is for unity yeah. in the big C church. And I hope, you know, by the grace of God that he would, he could be an advocate as we potentially do this thing in the future sure. to see it grow mm-hmm. because he's so connected to the suburban churches right. yeah, true. out there um, to be able to let them know about worship fest or whatever yeah. iteration of this that we do in the future. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think that that was really special and, you know, just given a challenge, like a very simple, you need the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> you need Jesus. You know, you can't do this on your own. You need people. You need community. And, uh, and we all have that ability, right? Like mm. we all, I think, you know, uh, there's so much, and especially as Tim spoke to it, you know, of the, the feeling of hopelessness. There's, you know, can be such a perpetuating feeling of hopelessness, but for him to just be like, bring it back to what did Jesus tell us to do, mm. right? Like love the Lord your God, right? And then love each other. So I think it was what, um, and it was so cool just to see such a, a, a diverse crowd, right? And to yeah. just be like, and to him to challenge every single person, every single one of us to be like, make an impact in your community mm. and you can through God's grace, right? Like you can, if you let him steer you, right? So, um, yeah. yeah. It was beautiful, man. And I, I think one of the coolest things was, again, on paper wasn't the goal, no. but to see some of your young staff like really impacted by the day and just like making decisions that they want to come back and work at camp again next mm, summer. That's a win, yeah. I was like, yeah, man, this is... This is what this is for. Yeah. Like to give them a dream mm. of what's possible. Cause it's easy to just be like, oh, camp is this, camp mm-hmm. is this. And your new blood, you started right before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Pandemic forces us to be creative and get outside of our own normalcy. Right. And how do we make this work? And for them to see, like, oh, this thing that's been around for a hundred plus years. Yeah. Just through a festival. Festival, yeah. <laughs> You know, because I mean? we're good at it, but <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> because God said do it. Amen. So, Amen. Yeah. yeah, but I'm right? just saying, like that, you have no idea the messaging that that gives to mm. young people, teenagers, yeah. about what's possible. Yeah. You know, and yeah, it's just it, it was really, really special. I just felt like, man, I'm so honored to be asked by the Lord to yeah. be a part of this. Yeah, and Amen. I'm glad you didn't ask me if you could put ripe creatives into the grant, because I would have said no. <laughs> I would have said absolutely not. That's Good so luck, funny. Jonathan. Yeah. But Well, know. and if I could share one uh, testimony from one of the staff members who's coming back, you know, just of um, him sharing, and I didn't ask his permission either, shocker, but um, just kind of him sharing the, uh, man, I've never felt so connected and I feel like God's just pulling me to, you know, mm. keep this going. And it's it's really like it's, it's made it easier to be transparent and be like, then we got to do this every day with our kids, man. Like Mm. that's all we're trying to do in the summer. And, and you now, like Tim said, and you know, we try to reiterate, like you have that opportunity to pass this to another staff or mentor kids, right. And get them to feel like, Hey, you can live your faith every day, right. You can try to serve the Lord every day. You got to let him be in charge, but you, you can do it. So, Yeah. um, yeah. So it was really powerful to have that kind of, space to have that conversation right like of hey this you know and i think it's creating that and it came as a result of a really powerful experience so yeah yeah Yeah. so good yeah so good man oh man worship fest 2022 (laughs) baby october 15th what a day um thank you uh jonathan for believing in us and inviting us into the process and 
you know, I, I think that there's a lot of conversations that have been happening. Mm. I mean, there's a million and one things we would do differently next year. Sure. If mm. we did the exact same thing, like ways that we would improve it or change mm. it. Um, but there's so much like potential from this. Yes. You so know, true. having done it, there's a lot behind the scenes that, you know, does Carson Simpson do more than this? Right. Mm. Do we do this every year? Do we do even more than this right. in the future? Is there a, is there a worship fest kind of thing? Is there an artist fest kind mm. of thing mm. that's a spinoff own kind of space? Right. Um, but yeah, it's just like kind of a dream come true that we get to hear the Lord and figure it out together. And, you know, I we just had our family night a couple you know weeks ago um, after this whole worship fest thing and had you come back, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, and just express yeah. gratitude to yeah. the team for being a part of it. And we kind of said, hey, as a team, uh, this thing with Carson Simpson, this is going to be our one all ripe yeah. event yeah. in 2023. Yeah. Like rather than us try to throw our own thing, mm-hmm. you know, it's obviously we gig and do all these other things, but in terms of all ripe being a part of something, we're going to, we're going to say, all right, this Carson Simpson one date festival thing, we're going to, we're going to be a part of that again yeah. in 2023. And everybody, I think, was, oh, yeah, of course. Duh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, that's family. It was a given. It was like, definitely. <laughs> it was <laughs> like, so. We appreciate it, yeah. Developing the relationship, man. And, you know, I think even, you know, there's possibility of us doing a retreat with you guys. It'd be great. And being able to, you know, get some time where we can plan, you know, our year and yeah. and be more effective as a team. Um, God knows what he's doing, you know. Mm. I mean, this yeah, all started because you're... Wild. The brother-in-law of one of our board members. Right, because like, you and I didn't know each other at all. We didn't. No, it was just more of a, you know, I knew your music a little bit and said, hey, Joel, can I have Scott's number, right? And so, um, yeah, we just kind of connected. Yeah. Yep. So Shout out to Joel Bielefeld. Joel Bielefeld. Well, he also helped us with the uh, day of planning. True. Oh, we were yeah, just talking was, about it, and he's like, I'll make a list, guys. So I was like, all right, thanks, Joel. So Yeah, he did. He did everything. Yeah. Joel's the best. He was the best. Yeah. It's good. Any other thoughts from you guys, like just coming out of it? Stuff you, props to Marcus's team. Yes. Yeah, yeah, true. Yanni, true. I can't remember the Yanni. board, but Yanni and I like we clicked side stage. We're so it thankful was for amazing. you, Jared. I love Yanni. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, the fact that like they had that amazing video wall and stuff oh, like yeah. that, like that oh, was the LED so wall. cool. The only like, thing that was bad about that day, the wind, the catching wind, it yeah, and the almost wind like was... crashing it into the base amp. <laughs> that, that was that crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but he was so calm and cool. He's like just walking over. We got it, guys. We'll yeah, take it. I was yeah. Like, all right. It's probably happened before. Like, you, all right? you all right, bro? Yeah, Scott kept asking me. He's like, should we do something? I'm like, Scott, I'm not touching that. No. <laughs> yes. no. Thank you for not touching that. <laughs> well, I, think, I think he felt like if they strapped it down, it would almost turn it into a sail. Yes. Yeah. And then that it was, could. That was exactly the sentence. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it couldn't be. It had to be able to move. Yeah, it had, yeah, to, had to swing. But just, yeah. a, you're right. Like a huge shout out to them because just him showing up in that conversation, which we didn't share too much about, but him just being willing to say, uh, what well, I think he said it as you tell me what'll work and we'll mm. make it work, you know, because he just believed yeah. in what we were what we were doing. He yeah, bought he in. Can't, right he away. can't do that for anything else. No, but he did that for us. <laughs> yeah, Marcus. It, right. it wasn't that we just told Marcus, "Hey, we want to hire you for this," and that was that. Like he was in a bunch of the calls planning. Yes, with us. Mm, yeah. yeah. It wasn't yeah. that he just and he added saw stuff and, and he added stuff that oh. we never would have been able to have. Ask mm. good questions. He thought about. I mean, his ideas, even future minded. Yo, thoughts, the like, way he was talking about twenty twenty three during the day of twenty twenty two. He's like, so here's what we're. Gonna I didn't do. hear that. <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? And I, he's like, you see those basketball hoops? We're gonna cover those with this. And I was yeah. like. 
dude. Oh, man. Well, I just his, hit him. I, was, I really admired how he sat off to the side and just kind of took it all in. Mm, yeah. The music to the affect of the crowd, you know, and just took it all in and was able to speak to that, right, of just like being able to see people out and about. I mean, some of the people I hadn't seen since COVID started. So it was well, crazy wow. to just be able to have that provide that space of unity right so yeah. it like so that's really cool and just having him just be from soup to nuts be there so it was cool yeah, yeah. he was amazing yeah. oh by the way rosie rosie what are you guys laughing about soup to nuts <laughs> never i've never heard that in my life never heard that oh really oh yeah side at each other like what hashtag soup to nuts um, I wanted to, I wanted to shout out to somebody. Rosie painted live. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Was, By the way, the wind was, cool. was blowing stuff yeah. everywhere. <laughs> that thing blew down at one point. Oh yeah! I had to go oh, grab yeah. it. I I didn't let anyone know, but like it blew like over in front of me, and I kind of picked it up and like brushed some stuff off. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. But she painted live, and I was, just was like in my head, I was like, she she was an artist of the day. And wanted to name that. And one of the mm. really cool things was uh, she gave her painting to Marcus. Yeah. Oh, he loved that. I saw day. that happen. And it had such a great message. And crazily enough, like that had that message and story that she had married exactly with what he had was sharing with me earlier wow. about how God was working in his life. And I was just like, man, there is like that whole, like the whole experience, like you just can't make it up of how God has been, had his Orchestrating hand. Orchestrating you know, stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah, we were just well, along for the ride. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was scared Rosie was going to go deaf because she was under the speakers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she got her she sat way too something. close to us. I was like, you want to go like over here? She's like, no, I want to. This is a good angle. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. No, that's crazy. <laughs> She's awesome. And the, the media team as well. Just want to yes. shout out. Um, Raph was there. Joe was there. Uh, Jamil was there. Sasha was there. Ralphie was there. I think that's everybody. Raph's brought someone else. What was his name? Gabe. Gabe was Gabe there. Was there. Yeah. Also, Sean was there. And Sean did, yeah. yeah Sean yeah, did screens. Originally, Sean Martin wasn't going to be there because we had no screen. And then Marcus put that together, threw it in with some deal. Yes. We realized wow. it like late on, and Sean was a late addition. Because wow. we had said at the beginning we wanted him, but then we were like, oh, it's not going to happen. But then it did happen. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Sean, Sean is amazing. Yeah, he's yeah. Sean he's did amazing. like the the LED wall stuff. That so stuff he, was that content was awesome. It looks so cool. <laughs> he turned the Worship Fest logo, and like made all these different interactive changing yeah, color backgrounds and stuff, and yeah, stuff moving. So cool. And then every artist would come out, and he would hear the song, and then be able to get art that would be moving art behind it, like on the fly. Yeah, he's just like a beast with that kind of stuff, and he's super creative, and yeah. He was even doing videos of like who's up next. It only got to happen for like the last two uh, because we just didn't have time to put them together. But I think next year, like, let's literally just designate someone to shoot videos with him yeah. to like day of, like, he shoots them, bounces them to him immediately, oh, gets yeah, the next one, yeah. bounce it to him, like, so yeah. he can have it ready. It was super cool. Get up a set list ahead of time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, did list. anyone good, have good a set list ahead of time, bro? <laughs> I got a Great 12 a.m., but Scott got two hours of sleep. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was a fiasco, well, but it happened. That's right, and it, it happened. You know, it's crazy to think like we actually did that. Yeah, because mm. I've been to festivals and you just are enjoying them, or mm. you're taking them in, or you're performing on them. 
but you're not thinking about how much goes into making right. that day possible. And it is a lot. And by the grace of God, mm-hmm. everything we needed was provided. Yeah. You know, yeah. including by the people in this room. And so thank you guys so much for yeah. your investment to make it happen. Yeah, thank you. Um, yes, thank you. Thank, thank you, you for much. being willing to to serve and sacrifice. And you know, I'm super thankful that we got to be a part of it. So Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. excited for possibilities. Here yeah. we go for twenty twenty three. You never know. <laughs> Something might be coming. Um, be on the lookout for that. Also, just want to say thank you to everybody who listened uh, mm. or is listening to this episode. Um, most of you are here because you partner with and support Ripe Creatives, and uh, your support goes a long way in being able to help us make things like Worship Fest happen. Um, without your ongoing partnership and support, uh, stories like these don't get shared. And uh, we don't get to do any of the stuff that we get to do. So we just want to say thank you to you um, if you're one of our supporters and partners uh, in ministry here in Philly. uh, Thank you for for being generous towards us. Uh, Like this grant person was to Carson Simpson, Mm. thank you for helping us Mm. make all the events that we do possible. Um, If you're one of those people that are just here tuning in and you're not a current partner with Ripe Creatives and you would like to do that, um, you can get on our website at uh, ripecreatives.com, click the Give button, and you can partner with us at whatever capacity or frequency is easiest for you. Um, it'd be great uh, if you would consider doing that so that we can do more stuff yeah. <laughs> in the future. Um, and also, Time is Ripe is a, is a is a aspect of Ripe Creatives uh, that is funded by our supporters. So thank you for supporting this podcast as well by supporting Ripe Creatives. We appreciate y'all. Thank you, guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jonathan's one of our partners. We love you. <laughs> You're the best. Um, we appreciate y'all. And until next time, stay ripe, everybody. Take our walls, tear them down. Let our feeble hearts begin to sing. Let freedom Let freedom ring. Let freedom ring. Let freedom.